So, hello and welcome to One for the Books. I'm Jacinta. And I'm Emma. We're a book podcast for everyone. Whether you love reading or your idea of a book is a glossy mag, we have recommendations to kickstart your book club. Equal Part Book Club, Ultimate Reckless, and Catch Up With Your Friends. Oh, hello. It's really I, good to speak to you. I know, I feel like it's been so... I feel like this year we've been very inconsistent yeah. with recording and putting apps out. So it's so lovely to hear your voice again. I totally agree. I miss talking books with you. Same. But I feel like we've been doing it a lot more in person as well. We're having a lot more book clubs. True, so the book club chats is have been a real treat. Yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to do that and hearing so many different opinions on everything. It's a joy. Yeah, because I feel like we definitely have the same... Well, would you say we have the same taste in books or we have the same opinions I a lot think of the time on books? A bit of both. I feel like we have slightly different versions. I always feel like you pick better books than me, but I feel no, like you do. because it always feels like the other person is <laughs> yeah. better because like it's not your pick. So. Exactly. Yeah, but I feel like um, we do often agree, but there are every now and again we have some strong um, differences of opinions yeah Yeah. well this topic too is totally different because yes I guess we decided to do books from our birth year which I was so excited about until I saw the books from that were released (laughs) in my year of birth I I thought this is great a couple of like good choices but yeah, oh, but it's that classic old man like crime oh, totally. mystery, like John Grisham, James Patterson, yeah. Tom Clancy, those kinds of things. Yeah, which is not my style, but I've actually I'm happy to have found one that I've actually read before, so I'm Ooh. glad about that. And I love it because <laughs> we're born in different years, so this is like an episode where there's no crossover. We've we completely have no clue what each other has picked. We're only going to chat about one book each. Um, but yeah, I'm really intrigued. So what did you end up going with out of your terrible male sale pale list? <laughs> <laughs> so there was, you're right, there was a couple good ones. But then I realised um, one of my favourite authors, I feel like this is a bit of a cliche for me, but I picked Black Swans by Eve Babbitts. Have you heard of this book? No. So I feel like it's getting a lot more popular on like book talk and on Instagram. It's like a really, I don't know, I feel like maybe people would have seen it. It's like a dark green book with like pink writing and it just says like Black Swans, Eve Babbitts. But basically she is like a child of the 60s. She was a groupie. She like grew up in Hollywood. She like was a big partier. But then she kind of turned into like a serious writer. She's got an amazing voice, writes really conversationally. And yeah, she's just so much fun to read. So she actually released a book of stories, a collection of like nine little stories in 1993. And I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. This is right up my alley. The cover looks weirdly on trend for like current day. Like it could be released right now and it would like the cover design is amazing yeah I've got it like right in front of me I think it was like re-released or something in the past couple years because you're right the typography the colors like it's just yeah it's yeah and that's why I think it's gaining more popularity which is very fun which I'm 
I'm a fan of, but she's just one of those classic writers that just like loves to write about gossip and like her friends and like her lovers and it's just so entertaining in that respect over the top and very like sensual and like babbling and like all about gossip and people and all of that kind of thing so she's like a joy to read Ooh, i love the sound of this so black swans is a collection of nine stories that are basically a collection of the late 80s and early 90s So I thought this was a good one to pick as well because I feel like it would have been happening in... You're 80, 88? Yes, yes. Yeah. So it would have been happening in 88 as well. And it's just like her life in California. She's... It's much more mellow, Eve, because obviously she had like crazy 60s and 70s. I feel like she was always not more popular but known mm. as like a groupie and like for the people she slept with. But what Ooh. I love about Eve is that she kind of... She wasn't just a groupie, like she designed album covers, she always wrote, she like had a talent of her own and I feel like now after her death people are starting to realise that, she's not just like some 60s pinup. she actually had a lot of depth and talent and could write like these super entertaining stories about the underbelly of LA and like the changing world of like the early 90s and... Hollywood. This sounds incredible. It's really fascinating. And, and I love of, that redemptive almost um, like we're in hindsight rewriting her place in the canon because women were so undervalued and underappreciated during those times. So it's so lovely to see that she's kind of getting the recognition that she deserves. Oh, totally. And she's like completely, she's unashamed of the fact that she was a groupie. Like she calls herself a groupie. And she had, she designed album covers for like The Birds and Buffalo Springfield and Linda Ronstrat. So she was in with all of those people. She actually had a famous affair with Jim Morrison. Oh but my yeah, gosh. She always wrote, and like she still like is a big partier and, and friends and stuff. And all, all these stories are like, they're kind of seen through the eyes of her friends and like the people she's hanging out with and all like relationships she's having yeah but the last story black swans kind of like crystallized it all it's about I guess the person she was in love with the most and she was it was like the one person she could see herself settling down with but he was actually jealous of um her writing career when it was starting to collect steam So it's kind of like the perfect way to end this collection of like her, you're right, you said before, her coming into her own, improving her own talent and all of that. But yeah, I just love this collection of stories. I remember reading it for the first time, I ripped through it. It's just so fascinating. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it's. I feel like this is, like I said, it's a classic kind of pick for me. It's like gossipy. It's <laughs> American. About yeah, California. In, I mean, she does hark back to the 60s and 70s, but obviously this she wrote these in the late 80s and 90s. Yeah. But it's fascinating because now she's, she's more of an adult. She's sober. She's like, she's not scared of growing old. She's got a much more like cemented career so it's like a really interesting look back on youth and confidence and I guess life and behavior of young people and that kind of thing it's like yeah it's really fascinating and obviously in 1993 like AIDS is still raging like there's the Rodney King riots in LA there's a lot of like fires and earthquakes so you've got this really intense backdrop 
and her and her friends are just living through it and kind of yeah it's almost like the beauty of Hollywood is being shattered by like their experiences and what's actually happening around them it's wow I love it this is like right up my alley for those kinds of books (laughs) it sounds incredible it's like and there are like I gotta admit there are sometimes there's some lines where I'm like "Ooh, that's a bit outdated now like I don't think you could write that anymore so there's definitely a bit of that element but that just makes it so much more fun because it's just like such of a time and of a place and you can immerse yourself she talks about the jacarandas and the mangoes and like the hot heat the way she describes life is just kind of a dream yeah it sounds like it's ripe for a tv series I feel like you know we're really in that 60s 70s sort of period show um vibes and also that but then like to go into 80s 90s but capture all of that for like California with the yeah. backdrop of all of those historical events would be I can just picture how amazing that would be and that's like the interesting part about it she was like once a voice of a generation of like youth and beauty and like all the the musicians and the Chateau Marmont and all of that and now she's kind of coming to terms to with the fact as well. yeah I feel like it's an interesting way like these stories are now being picked back up Mm. and they're like so true to like the time and people are discovering them again it's like a really special thing to like read through you really you really get like the humor and effervescence (laughs) of her writing and stuff it's really it's kind of a joy to read through I love the sound of this so much it is a bit rambling like she has a very like rambling style like when I say she's like a counterpoint to Joan Didion it's because her writing is like very over the top and she kind of goes on weird tangents and she name drops it's kind of a bit all over the place but you kind of want it to be with the subject matter it's yeah it all kind of makes sense oh okay well I'm invested in this I would be interested to see what people think of this because I think it is a bit of an obscure pick even though it's picking up more steam but it is really like a certain perspective of modern society and like growing up and beauty like artifice behind the beauty kind of thing Mm. so it's all about yeah that and the human condition but done in a really gossipy kind of still all about relationships and the day-to-day life like nothing much happens like it's just day-to-day life but at the end of it you kind of like oh yeah that really said something about life and about growing up and that kind of thing and now I'm rambling because no, I, I don't I don't know how to describe this book but to say that I love it it sounds <laughs> yeah honestly it sounds really really interesting and um like you can play a little movie in your head as you read along oh totally yeah my favorite yeah. books are like have a really strong sense of place and time and this definitely does it I love this So if you want to be transported to the excess of the late 80s and 90s in California and LA and Hollywood, um, this is kind of a dream book for you from someone who was right in the middle of it and making making those headlines and it's it's fascinating. (laughs) 
What a way to kick us off with transporting us to sunshine and mangoes when we're freezing our butts off in oh my God, cold it actually Adelaide is such as well. A like it's such, it feels <laughs> yeah. particularly escapist for right now. Oh my gosh, and she talks about like the fires and the heat a lot. Oh, and I'm like, so oh, you can't this even is picture. so different right now. Mm. I can't even imagine. Dreams, like literally fantasizing about this right now. And feel like if you your lives are any like anything like ours everybody we know is on holidays or in uh, Europe yeah and uh, I'm so over it like there's part of me that loves it because it's still a bit escapist you can live vicariously through all these people's amazing holidays and it's free because they're paying for their holiday and we're just getting to watch it but also every now and again when I'm at work and it's like lunchtime and I'll go on Instagram and I'm like, no, how dare you? I'm in a shitty office. It's fucking freezing and raining <laughs> and so you're in cold. Sicily or Puglia or like wherever you are, this is totally. not Totally. So this is kind of a good escapist book as well for that. Okay. And I'm, yeah, I love that it came out in 1993 because it's yeah. like a perfect snapshot of the past, I guess, years before that and 1993 sort of like, it gives me a good idea of the world, mm. even the, the world I was born into and the world you were born into, which yes. I think is really interesting because things have definitely changed as mm, well. Definitely. That sounds incredible. Um, and I'm so happy you've recommended another great Jacinta pick of yeah, American of- <laughs> period Oh God, guys! Seriously, no. That sounded like I was being a sarcastic bitch, but like I meant it really no, genuinely. I love it. That's why I was like, "This is a bit cliche," but yeah, I do no. want everyone to discover Eve Babbitt. She's kind of she's great. She's yes. she's such a trip. So yeah, um, just for renaissance of amazing female authors oh. that got discounted and slut shamed. Like totally. I'm here for that renewal of their influence um, and creativity and um, amazingness. I love that. Yeah, you've made such a good point. It's something so special about discovering something mm. that was like previously buried. Yeah, and I feel like with books around that came out around this time, like late '80s, early '90s, I feel like there are a lot of hidden gems like that. I couldn't agree more. And like you said, I think it's really hard because so many of the bestsellers, when we were sort of both respectively researching for what books came out in the years that we were born, so many of them were like very of their time, like male crime writers, you know, Stephen King. And like there's some really good books in there, but like I think you have to almost dig a bit deeper to find some of the books that maybe would sell well now, but at the time maybe weren't what was sort of being pushed by publishing houses exactly um, or like things that are gonna yeah things that are gonna relate to like women in their 30s now like living life it's yeah it's yeah it's it's really interesting so I oh yeah did I say Black Swans by Eve Babbitts yes collection of nine stories from 1993 love it I need everyone to read it or at least pick up an Eve Babbitts book and bring her back to life (laughs) I want to google her too to see what she looked like she actually okay side note um she do you know the did I buy you play as it lays by Joan Didion or did I buy you something else you bought me the white yeah that's it yes that's the one you bought me well, play as it lays, like the image on the front is a woman playing chess naked. Yeah. And that's Eve Babbitts. No. Yeah, I feel like if you saw that photo, you would recognise it. 
So yeah, she was like such a like a muse in the sixties and that. Oh my kind god, of thing. I just looked, googled it with Marcel Duchamp, who was yes. also like very famous. Exactly. Yeah, they're playing chess. Whose um, body just looks like that? Like fuck off. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah i think that's all i have to say about (laughs) everyone look her up such (laughs) such a good um way to end that apologies everyone (laughs) no it's so good we're we're a bit rusty with the segues i'm so rusty oh my god (laughs) tell me about it um but is your book of its time or do you think it's um, it could be written now what is your pick I feel like what was I gonna say it's very much still considered a classic um and I would say yeah it still sells really well people still talk about this book um yeah so I'm recommending The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho <gasps> oh my god I know and I feel like it's hard because one of the other books on my short list to talk about was Matilda by Roald Dahl so it was a real toss-up oh. between the two like both bloody oh classics gosh. in very different ways yeah I um, you've actually got a good year I feel, I feel like, like they were the two gems I feel like there was a lot of other shit that came out in 1988 <laughs> um but I was stoked by those it's um, yeah, it's definitely still like we're in the thick of crime, mystery, boring books. One hundred percent. There was some great. I feel like if you were born any time in the like eighties or nineties, there was always a Pratchett book that came out in the year you were born because oh, it was just so, such a prolific writer. Yes. So that's always a backup as well. Um, anyway, so yeah, I picked the Alchemist. I actually only read this last year. I feel like it was one of those sort of relatively modern classics. Everyone talks about and had been on my to read list for so long. Um, and I was talking with a friend and it was her favourite book of all time. So I was like, okay, bumping it up the list, going to oh, read wow. it. Yeah, it um, really is a special book, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so beautiful. I actually read it as an audio book and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know if it would, how different that experience would be from reading a physical hard copy book. But yeah, I really loved the audio book as well. Um, yeah, so The Alchemist, yeah, is a, like, a, it's sold millions of copies. It's world famous, um, sort of in the scheme of the last 30 years of publishing, 40 years of publishing. Ugh, totally. so old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this episode has really, yeah. Oh, really hit home. <laughs> also, I just loved the combination in, um, The Alchemist of sort of magic and mysticism and wonder. It almost feels like a dream that you're inhabiting while you read the book and you kind it's of it's very like magical realism yes exactly and you're like what's real what's not totally um, but it's kind of amazing because it makes you suspend that sense of um yeah what is reality and you kind of just like can lose yourself in it really really easily it's so readable it's exactly. perfect in that way and there's sort of lots of wise lessons that you can choose to take out of it if you want or it can just be like a lovely escapist dreamlike book to read you can kind of I think unpack it and dive as deep or as shallowly as you want into the meaning behind the book and the story and the narrative um but either way it's like a really really lovely book I feel like I almost don't want to talk too much about it but it follows Santiago a shepherd boy who yearns to travel in search of worldly treasure 
Um, and it's basically like him going on a quest sort of that was very different to maybe what he initially pictured and um, I think teaches us a lot about um, listening to our gut instincts and our hearts and recognizing opportunity and um, sort of messages as they pop up along our way um, and being in tune with in tune with who we are and what those messages might be I love that trusting your instincts yes and like following your dreams I feel like it's a really beautiful story around yeah following your dreams Um, I feel like it's one of those books that there's just truth bombs not truth bombs but really smart wise sentences that I like constantly wanted to be highlighting yes like like say to myself every single day it was it's really one of those daily affirmations almost right (gasps) where you could if you got had the hard copy book you would you'd highlight passages you could write them (laughs) out to keep forever um so it is it's really really beautifully written um and yeah, almost like a children's fable exactly yes but there's layers to it so it kind of is suitable for sort of so many different ages and I think it could almost be that book that you know if you read it as a teenager you could revisit it periodically throughout your life and get quite different and new takes on the book and um, unpeel different layers of it as you reread it oh that's a good idea that Mm. like makes me want to reread it yeah see what else I can kind of deep because you're right there's like there's so many layers that you'll probably get a different thing out of it every time exactly but it's yeah it's just really beautiful and you yeah like I said before you can take it sort of as deep or as shallowly as you want you know you can read into the classism and the all the different layers um but it's just like a really beautiful magical realism story yeah so the alchemist by Paul Coleho is a bestseller for a reason I feel like Every second book oh, seems to totally. be a New York Times bestseller or whatever, but this is a legit, it deserves to be on all of those lists and it's stayed on those lists for a reason for the last 35 plus years. It is like, it is a testament to how good it is that you yeah. can still find it in every bookstore. It's still so popular. And it is, it's kind of timeless. I, I don't mm. think it could have been published at any point in the last 50 years and you wouldn't really be able to tell. Like it, it just That's stands a good the point. test of time. Yeah. I feel like this is the opposite to my kind of pick. Yeah. This is almost like timeless. Yeah, like we've got a pick that's really of its time and this little time capsule depiction of like California in a certain period and then this is this transcends a time period and you could almost yeah. read it whenever and still get something because out of it. It, and that like is perfect to escape to that's why exactly. it's like I think people love it so much because it's like transcendent yes a wise transcendent escapist book oh my gosh I love this one and yeah. I love that you are now a convert of this book I know I'm such a recent convert it's kind of that thing where you get around to reading a book that's a classic and you go in being not being sure whether you know it's going to hold up to that expectation and then you finish it and you're like why did I take so long to read this book it was wonderful (laughs) you've kind of like you've always known about it in your head but then just taking that next step of actually reading it is a whole different thing so I'm glad topic kind of I guess it forced my hand to sure do that yeah yeah um, so highly, highly recommend The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly because I'm terrible with pronunciations, but 
This is like a 20th century classic. This is like right up there in the canon, I think. I could not agree more. Yeah, it's, I would say, particularly like late 20th century, this top tier kind of book. Oh my gosh, what a good one. It makes me want to read it again. I know, well, I legitimately cannot wait to read Black Swans because I also, when I was Googling it, noticed that the Black Swans book that you recommended was in an episode of the Gossip Girl reboot. Like one of the characters was reading it. And it was oh, like shown really? in the, the TV show. So yeah. I like, I definitely have started seeing it more. It's so really I wonder if that's part of it, like chicken and egg, it could have been on book talk first as like, you know, helped revive it. so intrigued about your non-book recommendation for this oh yeah i have a good one this one i caught a clip of vice's series the story of where they do like deep dives into certain songs and explain the making of it and one caught my eye it was so brilliant it was the story of it wasn't me by shaggy (laughs) get Which is, by the way, an incredible song. It's phenomenal. But what I didn't know was that it has an even crazier story of like getting made. What do you mean? So the record companies were so angry with Shaggy and like his producers. The album was like a whole flop. They They were like, there's no singles on here. We can't release it. They stopped, I guess, kind of promoting it. But then this this little known Hawaiian radio DJ, yeah, um, downloaded the album on um what what's it called um LimeWire, the one before that on oh, Napster. Napster. He got it on Napster because the record company wouldn't even send him one because they had stopped promoting it. And he downloaded this whole album on Napster and was like listening to it one time. And then It Wasn't Me came on and he was like, this is the greatest song I've ever heard and started playing it on his radio station. (laughs) And from there, it became like this worldwide hit. And all the record companies were proved wrong. All the agents who were like doubting Shaggy and all the producers and the musicians on the record like tell the story of how they were like at the end of their rope and then this like this DJ started playing the song and everyone was like okay this is a brilliant song it was like even added to the album as an afterthought they had to argue to put get get it put on the album which is crazy to me now because it's literally like you would for a lot of people, Shaggy is probably borderline one hit wonder. Totally. Oh, Angel is. I know. Angel was but also like, on that if album. If you don't, if you're not, like everyone knows this song. So I yeah, feel like this, this is, is literally like what he's known for. This is his legacy. Yeah. yeah. It totally is. And to think that might not have ever happened. Oh my it God. was like a great example of like a viral crossover yes. it was the story is crazy and so funny and like really uplifting about yeah just like I guess trusting your gut and knowing when something is good even though people maybe higher up above are telling you it's not what they want I'm so glad they pushed through because it wasn't yes. me is such a good song it's a fucking banger and it is <sighs> like still fucking slaps 
I yeah, my childhood would I feel like would be totally different. How sad it would our wasn't childhood on to video hits every single Saturday morning. Yeah, and like also lol for childhood versions of us like walking around the house singing this very dirty song. <laughs> what is it like? Banging on the thing um, on bathroom the bathroom counter <laughs> or bathroom door? Yeah, there's like kitchen counter and bathroom door. Anyway, like it's a whole up. So thing. inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like an afterthought of a song is now his biggest hit, which is wild. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so good, and I'm obsessed that you recommended this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I I actually recommend people to go through the story of Series. clips from Vice. They're really interesting and just gives you a bit more of an idea of what actually went behind. I thought it wasn't me; would just be like concocted in a studio, like yeah. made for like the charts, but really it was actually the opposite. Oh my god, I'm obsessed, <laughs> and I literally cannot wait to go watch this. Oh my gosh, you have to! It was brilliant. So good. How about you? Do you have any good recommendations? Look, I think this is the most cliched recommendation for the week we're recording. Um, I'm recommending the Barbie movie. <gasps> have you watched it yet? I haven't seen oh. it yet. Oh, I'm like, I went to watch it on when Thursday night. Um, Was it like a transcendent experience? I Look, I went in with very high expectations because I have lapped up every morsel of marketing and PR that has been done around this movie because it's been bloody genius. Like they it's deserve been an crazy. Oscar. Crazy, yeah. For they the marketing be alone, all the awards, exactly. Right? But like, honestly, it's such a joy. Like it's so fun. Ryan Gosling's fucking phenomenal in it. Margot Robbie is perfect. Like the casting, the storyline. I I just loved it. It was a trip in the best way possible. And if anything, the sort of right-wing criticism and all this bullshit around it being anti-men made me so much more excited to go see it because it's like literally you just this is a selling point for me like this is not (laughs) making me not want to watch this movie um, I saw someone on Twitter make angry reviews from yes, like men into posters. Yeah. yeah, it was all of the one-star reviews from Letterboxd. They turned them into like the taglines on the posters and it was so good. And then also someone else posted a meme. Um, I can't even remember what it was, but it was basically like, oh, I can't believe men are getting really mad about the one-dimensional characterization of men in this film. Um, this is not at all what women experience <laughs> yes. at all times in all this other has films. never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, They're my like, God. How does it feel? It's not great, right? Like, flip the script. Yeah, you guys are clearly missing the messaging so the point good. here. Um, <sighs> but honestly, I am literally going to watch it again with another friend who wants to see it because I'm like, I want to watch it so many times. There's a speech by America Ferreira in the movie that I want, like, tattooed on my body. It's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm so, so excited. So I can't wait for you to see it. I feel like everyone should watch it. It's definitely, like, made for adults. Like, it's not necessarily, like, an adult content. It's Because it's kind of meta, isn't it? Yeah. The humour is meant for an adult audience. So, like, kids would get, I think, very bored. Like, it's not a kid's movie. Um, so it's for it's, the adults that yeah. grew up playing Barbie. It's aimed at millennial women, effectively. Yeah, which is perfect for this episode. Yes, like you said, it's, it's actually a brilliant pick. Yeah. Um, so I wanted. Did you grow to up playing it. Barbies? I did. I was very girly, girly when I was a kid. Um, but like, grew out of it pretty quickly. But um, was definitely obsessed with Barbies. But I also don't think you have to have played with Barbies to get the movie because it's such a like 
cult phenomenon like everyone knows what barbies yeah. are i will say it's very obviously like a two-hour um ad for mattel but <laughs> i think <laughs> i think greta gerwig towed the line almost as best you can because that would be incredibly difficult to make a movie about a branded product like barbie Oh my god, yeah, and there's like and all these Sylvie... crazy stories about like how Mattel like flew out to the set and like yeah. demanded certain scenes to be taken out or lines to be yeah. changed. And they so, like, like having that oversight is crazy. Yes, and they got a few very self-deprecating kind of jokes in there about Mattel, which I think eased some of that um, advertorial kind of sentiment. So I think. Greta Gerwig, honestly, is just showing how fucking great she is as a director. Like, everyone already knew it. She was amazing. But I love that this has broken all kinds of records for female directors, for how much it's brought in um, sort of opening weekend in the first week. So here Oh, my God, I love that. If there's anyone who I wanted at the helm of this, it would be Greta Gerwig. Right? She's perfect for it. Yes. So... Everyone needs to go out and watch it ASAP and live in the pink dream that is Barbie Land. I'm oh missing out. Yes. I haven't even seen it and I'm like, oh. great recommendation. This is oh. perfect. Oh. I'm so The perfect way to, to end this app. Yeah. Yes. An uplifting <laughs> pink neon vibe. Oh my God, you're right. The marketing really has oh. been. Getting Barbie Dreamhouse in Architectural Digest, like so many <gasps> layers of it is like fucking incredible. Like they were yes. so genius partnering with impala skates for the like fluoro rollerblades that they wear like brilliant brilliant so amazing in the supermarket there's certain like there was a pasta brand no that was like what's this neon pink new pasta (laughs) brand and it was just a regular one and they just rebranded because of barbie they've got a limited edition like hot pink so much (laughs) they've touched every corner of like marketing truly genius (laughs) i love it so much Oh my god, I'm really <laughs> excited. Thank you for that um, push to finally get I need it. to get on that. Exactly. Um, well. Yay. Well, happy reading, everyone. Um, yes, happy reading. We've got two very interesting picks, I feel like. Yes, and I hope um, it inspires you to take a deep dive into some beautiful and very different books. Yeah, or like look up the books that came out in the year of your birth and what that says about the world at the time. I thought that was so fascinating. And like do a deep dive about what else is out there because like you said, and I think like we were discussing, it's easy to just think that they're all these like cliche kind of options available. But there's so much more than that. I defy it through that. I definitely came in with a certain expectation Mm. but you're right if you look a bit deeper you definitely will find some gems that have maybe been forgotten about and yeah that makes it all worth it just using your birth year is a great impetus exactly the perfect jumping off point if you're looking for some inspo for you know getting out of your own book bubble or book rut like this is a good place to start perfect that's actually a really good point i I found this really fun even just like researching and then chatting about our picks i love yes i could not agree more um happy reading yes enjoy it from us We're so used to doing this again. We are so (laughs) rusty, so rusty. I love it so much. I've forgotten how to speak. I've forgotten how to describe a book. Oh Oh my my god, God. absolutely same. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, happy reading.